I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. A very special hour on General Conference Weekend. When nothing else works on KSL News Radio. Depression knows no bounds, especially in teenagers who suffer from it and other behavioral issues. But hope still abounds for them in the form of outpatient day therapies here in Utah. KSL News Radio's Peter Seymour rejoins me. And I understand you visited two programs, Peter. I did, Amanda. So we have uh, one at the Uni, University Neuropsychiatric Institute, called Kid Star and Teen Scope. And I also visited something very similar to it at Wasatch Canyon's Behavioral Health Campus in Taylorsville. This is through Intermountain Health. And I got to sit down with this mother who uh, all of a sudden had a teenage daughter. She was 16 at the time, now 17. And things just suddenly changed in uh, her behavior, her attitude, and life. And so finally, uh, her mother, after trying different therapists, different psychologists, psychiatrists, medications, said it was just time to take her teenage daughter to Wasatch Canyons for the first time. A lot of worry, a little bit of guilt of, should I have brought her in sooner? But also relief, knowing that she was going to start a journey and get the care that she needed to get better. A lot of emotions at 2 o'clock in the morning when we got her here. Because it started with an emergency department visit at 7, and by the time you get up here, it's the middle of the night. And you got to go to work the next day. And it's hard. Super overwhelming. The older children have a lot of questions. She's not sick. Why is she in the hospital? And then we have talks about how you can't see all illnesses and our brain can get sick just like our tummies can get sick or our ankles can get twisted or our shoulders can get hurt. And sometimes our brains need medicine and sometimes our brains need to learn how to process things in a healthy way. Oh, bless that mother. What, what does outpatient mean, Peter? Outpatient means you spend the day at these centers uh, the, or the teenager will spend the day at these centers then get to go home at night as oh. opposed to inpatient where you're staying overnight probably two, three, four nights even. Of course. That's that's so wonderful. And and I imagine that it was, well, at least I hope it was very helpful for that teenager. So she's been there. She spent one uh, stretch there last year. She had to go back this year. But, you know, the mother in this part of the journey for her teenage daughter has learned to validate what her teenage daughter endures. That doesn't mean I have to agree with them because teenagers say some weird things that don't make sense to adults whose brains are fully developed. So I have learned that if I validate, that doesn't mean I agree. And it keeps the conversation going and it saves my relationship with my teenager. Because when I say things like, that's ridiculous, it doesn't make sense, that's a conversation stopper. And then I don't get to keep talking to her and she feels more alone. 
How successful are these these behavioral treatment centers, Peter? They can be as successful as the parents and the students can make them. It just depends on where the student is in his or her uh, stage in life. I mean, what's going on neurologically, psychologically, emotionally, and uh, even physically. You know, the children come from uh, perfectly healthy homes, from perfectly unhealthy homes. It's a very wide range there. So each treatment is different. This center, by the way, Wasatch Canyons, focuses on DBT, which is called Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. The the teenagers, and we stress that these are teenagers who are coming in, they get skill sets to help them regulate their emotions, tolerate distress, communicate more effectively so that everyone around them can help them better, and of course, that these uh, teenagers can help themselves. And I uh, talked to a a licensed clinical social worker there, LCSW. Her name is Samantha Castleton. She uh, says that, you know, arrival at a behavioral therapy center can be daunting to teenagers at first, but of course, they are responsible for their own success, too. Most teenagers don't want to be coming here, leaving whatever setting they were in. It's unfamiliar, it can be uncomfortable, and that's usually for the first week or so. Um, Quickly, we start to see uh, kids turn around and actually really enjoy coming here. It's a safe environment. They're getting the therapeutic help they need, and so are their families. So once you tell them, okay, we understand what you're going through, what do you say after that? What do you want to get out of this? And usually it's about saying, where do you want to start? What can we do to get behind you and work in the direction you want? When they feel allied with their their therapists, usually that's when we have the best outcomes. And one thing I should point out about Kidstar, Teenscope, and Wasatch Canyons is that they all have accredited schools, so the children who attend these schools for weeks at a time, they're not missing out on any curriculum. Thank you, Peter, for your work, and Mary as well. This has been When Nothing Else Works, a hopeful look at alternative forms of treatment for depression on KSL News Radio.